This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael in the studio, and we have got a question directed to pastors. And the question is, as a pastor, do you need to be well-informed on other non-Christian texts, meaning holy books, yeah, I'm right. assuming, right? Unending amounts of them. Yeah. Like, you have Jehovah's Witnesses, Buddhists, uh, Mormons, Muslims. I mean, we could go on yeah. and on and on. And in, in each of these false religions are multiple texts. It's, it's often not just one. That's right. It's, it's, it's multiple. And so I think that there's a couple simple, easy answers. Number one is it depends on your context. So if I am a Christian in an Islamic country or community, I'm probably going to deeply familiarize myself with that text. And so then that way you could have better discussions with people of that faith and who would understand or have read that book. Totally. If I planted a church in Utah, I would probably like immerse myself in Mormon, Mormon writings and literature. Yeah, I want to know the Book of Mormon and, and everything that their church teaches and writes. Yep. So I think part of it depends on context. I honestly rarely talk to a Muslim. In my circle where we live, um, if anything, I'm going to have way, 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 way more experience with Hindus. Yes. And so then the pastor has a couple options at this point. I think the pastor has the option like, okay, is this my sphere? Yes or no? Is God calling me to enter into that sphere? That's a different question. To what extent? What do I need to know? Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of the day, the thing we need to know the most is truth. So the vast yes. majority of my time is going to be spent there. And at the same time, it just depends on my context. So like if I'm a pastor uh, in northern rural Canada, I'm dealing with very different cultural realities than I am in Chicago, where the right. suburbs of Chicago. Yep. And so I think a lot of it is just the pastor needs to be aware of his own surroundings and what is there. And then a pastor has to also be willing to own when he does not know enough to engage intelligently. Totally agree. As much or as little as I don't know is almost irrelevant in almost every conversation that I have with a Muslim or a Hindu. Most of my conversations are going to be with Hindus because we are surrounded by one of the, I think it's the largest temple in the world outside of India is in, mm-hmm. Bar- I believe, it's huge, whatever it is. It's, it very is, important. it's yeah. one of the biggest it's ones one in the United States. States. Yeah. My understanding is it was large, but I could be wrong in that. Yeah. So don't, don't, whatever. But there's a, there's a lot of Hindus around our area. Yes. Whenever I talk to them, my posture is always one of learning. Yeah, learning I and never, questioning, asking. Right. I never, ever, ever position myself as being an expert in their holy books. Right. I understand aspects of them. I understand enough to be dangerous. I understand enough to have, probably have more intelligent conversations with non-Hindus than most non-Hindus. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is not even an ounce of me that is going to pretend to be able to stand toe-to-toe and debate Hindu holy books and history and interpretive methods and conclusions. Either way, even if I could, let's just say I was exponentially more intelligent than the than the Hindus that I am around. And, and when I'm around people, typically it's a couple times a year at spiritual leader gatherings in our city. Right. So that's when I am around them and I engage with them most frequently. Always, 100% of the time, I'm always asking questions because people do not need me or want me to walk in and be like, you're wrong. And here's six reasons why they want to be heard. They want to be understood. And I learn something every single time I talk to them. Mm -hmm. And what's cool is that, is that when I talk to them, here's basically what happens. I'll say to them, Hey, how does your particular sect, what do they believe about the afterlife? Right. And then they'll tell me, and I'll say, interesting. 
from like our perspective, and I'm more just like responding. It's more mm -hmm. conversational. And so I can actually share the full gospel with a Hindu and never give a presentation. And, and they're just listening to me process. And then I'll say to them, what, what do you guys think about the resurrection? Like, do you guys have a position on Jesus? And I'll tell them, you can, there's no wrong. You can say what I just really want to know. Like, yeah. you know, consider me the most curious person you've ever met. Like, and, and it's interesting because uh, Hinduism is confusing no matter how you slice it because you don't get consistent answers. <laughs> yes. The difference between cultural Hinduism and and um, and just devout Hindus are very—it's like Christianity, you know? So you could ask 10 Christians 10 different questions. You'll get 10 different answers. <laughs> so I, I have no judgment for them on that because we're no better to a degree. But their answers are always a little different, a little nuanced. And so I've learned that I can never pigeonhole them in the way that, like, I secretly deep down inside want to. Yeah. I can't create a straw man of them. And so even if I knew them all, right, I'm not going to act like I do. But then I think what most Christians expect, and I don't think this is fair, but they expect any pastor to be fluent in everything. And we can't be. No, like, it, you need to be fluent in every doctrinal controversy. You need to have the best arguments for both. Every holy book, what do they believe? What do they believe? What do they believe? What do they believe about this? So some of the questions I get, we get asked like on the Q&A podcast, which by the way, audience, turn in any questions you want. There's sure. no wrong yeah, questions. Please. But the breadth of questions we get, there's a handful I won't answer because they're like, what do, what do fourth century monks in this section of the world believe about so-and-so? And, -so? and yeah, when, some of those. when Amanda or Lydia gets those, they're like, I don't think our audience cares, <laughs> you know? Now, that's, I don't mean to like disrespect those kind of questions, but like there is a point that if, if you've been listening to us long enough, you do know that we weed out some questions because yeah, um, we we, we've answered them before or yeah. I'm not equipped or you're not equipped to answer them right. or we could do research. But even, even the very act of answering the question communicates that we are smarter than we are. Actually answering it with mm -hmm. a little bit of research is dangerous because we're not actually equipped to speak to it, you yeah. know? Anyways, so I would say... What's the question again? Should we be well-informed of other non-Christian texts? <laughs> ish. Ish is my answer. Yeah, ish. Ish. All right, what's the next question? Well, thanks, listeners, for joining us today. Please come back next time when we answer another question, which will be, what are your thoughts concerning submission for a wife? Yeah.